Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, welcome to the Spill Your Snackable Daily Podcast where we talk about everything entertainment every day. God, I've missed saying that. Oh, we have missed you, Kiris. I'm Laura Brodnick. I'm Mamma Mia's entertainment editor. And I'm Kiris. I work at Mamma Mia's influencer agency called Social Squad. And I am back, baby. Those couple days in Melbourne were fab, but I feel really good being here right now. On the show today, The Masked Singer starts on Channel 10 tonight, but how the hell does it actually work? Are you saying this prawn could be one of your ex-boyfriends? Not mine. <laughs> the Emmys are underway in LA as we speak. So what went down on the red, or should I say purple, carpet? To be able to share this with you on the red carpet is truly incredible and it's a privilege. And I just want to say first and foremost, welcome. Thank you for being here tonight, gentlemen. But to kick off the show today, over the weekend, reality TV star Jonathan Van Ness shared that he is HIV positive. So for those of you who don't know, JVN is the self-described, epivescent, gregarious, majestic, centre-part, blow-dry, cotton candy figure-skating queen on Netflix reboot of makeover show Queer Eye for the Strat Guy, and he serves as the resident grooming expert. So the revelation came when he was doing an interview with the New York Times in promotion of his new memoir called Over the Top. In the memoir, he writes about his HIV diagnosis at 25, as well as his history of being a drug addict and sexual abuse survivor. Laura, what did you think of the interview? So I thought how he kind of broke down the biggest moments in his memoir were quite interesting. And this is just um, information that he's alluded to a little bit in the past, but he's never really given a deep overview of his life before he came into the spotlight like this. So in his book, he writes that he fainted in a salon while highlighting a client's hair. And the next day he went into Planned Parenthood to kind of get a diagnosis for his flu-like symptoms. And that's when he tested positive for HIV. And he writes in the book that that day was just as devastating as you think it would be. And then while talking to the New York Times for this profile, he said that it was really difficult when Queer Eye came out because he didn't know if he wanted to talk about his status um, and kind of have that stigmatization, which he calls it. And then he said he now just really feels the need to talk about it, which I thought was a really brave thing to do. Yeah, he was saying that he wanted people to realize that you're never too broken to be fixed. And I feel like it's really important because the way he's come out in this memoir is in such a positive way um, and showing that you can live a long, happy and healthy life, even with a diagnosis like this. Yeah, because he's really known as very, as just this like pure happiness on screen. And obviously Queer Eye has just been such a juggernaut since it launched on Netflix. And he's very much the breakout star for his like humor and love and light. So I can see that kind of going into this darker background, it's not only difficult for him to, um, I guess, kind of live through, but there is a branding issue there in terms of does he want to open that part of himself up? Does he want to take away from people who might be following for light? Like, obviously, I don't think that, but I can see if you're a celebrity, you know, putting that brand out there, it can be very, I'm sorry, it's very daunting to think, do I want to 
kind of throw a spanner in the works of that? Well, it changes your narrative forever of how people reference you um, in interviews, in any kind of written piece. It will always now have that in there when someone's talking about him. So yeah, it's a massive decision. And I thought what was really great about this interview is it really highlighted how hard this had been for him. So the interview started off saying that um, he was at the cafe with the interviewer and that he had a hangover. But it wasn't a normal hangover. He called it a vulnerability hangover, which it was a term coined by Brene Brown um, for at a TED Talk. And it was used to describe the feelings of dread after being forthcoming. And he said that he had nightmares every night for the past three months because he was scared to be this vulnerable to people. So I think it's really important that even though you're coming out and it's being this positive thing, that this interview really highlighted the toll that it's taken on him to be this vulnerable. And I think what else was interesting, you're talking about that vulnerability in terms of how this profile is set up. I know we like to talk a lot about how the interviewer can describe what's going on because it not only adds a bit of colour to the person, but I think kind of touches on the cultural moment of kind of how we see celebrities at the moment because these two are sitting in a diner in New York. They're having breakfast. And during that whole interaction where he's talking about these really emotional moments in his life, fans of Queer Eye and fans of his show and his Instagram keep coming over to him and just like bouncing over. And he has to sort of wipe the tears away from his eyes and say, I'm so sorry, I can't talk to you right now and I can't take a selfie with you. And I think that that's something that's become really prominent with celeb culture lately. And I think everyone's like, oh, you know, boo-hoo, like, you know, people want to take a photo with you. But it is quite interesting how people don't want to interact with a celebrity or talk to them or anything like that. They just grab them physically Mm. to take a selfie. And I think that's why he is so nervous talking about this is because he's saying that he doesn't want this to follow him around and he doesn't, he says people come up to him and they want him to be Jonathan from Queer Eye he can't give them that right now while he's promoting the book. So it's like he's taking himself out of the publicity machine while talking about this. Yeah. Well, you can watch Queer Eye now on Netflix, available to stream all four seasons. The full profile on New York Times is also available. We'll link it in our show notes. And the memoir, Over the Top, is out this week. Australia, you have never seen anything like this on television. Television. What is happening? Guys, this is just going to get weirder. The Masked Singer Australia starts tonight on Channel 10. And Laura and I had the privilege of going to a showing last week for the first episode with none other than Osher Gunsberg. And he was looking fly, wearing an amazing suit. So if you don't know about the show, I think we've mentioned it a couple of times, but the gist of the show is that celebrities go on. They are fully masked and you have no idea who they are. Um, The episode kind of sets them up with an introduction and lays a lot of different clues as to who they might be. They then come out and do a performance fully dressed in things like wolf or unicorn or as an alien, so really out there costumes. They do a performance in front of the panel, which includes Jackie O, Dave Hughes, Danny Minogue, and none other than the Lindsay Lowen. So what did you think? I mean, you had already been to the recording and seen some of it and you had said that you quite liked it, but I was really into this show. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to say how Australia is going to take this but because it, it sounds like such a strange concept until you watch the show, but it has been a complete juggernaut overseas. Like the United States one is very popular. The idea is, is that you have these people who are big name celebrities. So what we know so far, there's 12 celebrities who are covered with masks and come out and sing. One gets voted off each week and that's the big moment 
moment after each show where they have to take the mask off and that's the kind of shots you've seen of the judges all screaming and yelling because they've realised who the celebrity is. So we know there's an ARIA award winner in there, there's an MTV award winner, there's a Logie award winner and there's someone with an Order of Australia. There's also a World Cup winner. They're all famous but only a few of them are famous for singing, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I know this is so nerdy but I really care who's underneath each mask because people keep saying to me, you must know, right? Because often we do get fed little bits of information that we can find out if reality TV stars are going home first or guest stars and that sort of stuff and we're sworn to secrecy by the network. But everyone at Channel 10 has told me that this is the biggest secret they've ever kept. Yeah, and that's what I think really surprised me as well because obviously talking to them and saying absolutely no one knows. They usually at these types of shows have a still photographer who will take stills while they're filming. They weren't even allowed to be on set for the reveal. That's how tight-lipped it was. And just the security. It's so funny and fun and I just love it. Even bringing the celebrities in, they had them, because even the people dressing them don't know who they are. I mean, like, literally, like, four people from Channel 10 know. And they had their faces all covered with these, like, Hessian mask things with little signs around their neck that said, don't talk to me. <laughs> and they would, security guard would escort them, like a blind person, kind of like, like someone with a mask, going through the studio and... And they also had decoys. So they'd have different people just being walked around the studio with their faces covered in the don't talk to me signs who were just there to kind of throw watching people off. Like that's the extent we're talking about. So the day I went to watch it, of course, like everyone was just really interested to see how Lindsay Lohan was going to behave because I think that was such, there was so much press around the time. The fact that she's a bit of a train wreck and she wasn't going to do a job properly and all that sort of stuff. But I didn't really see any of that kind of drama. I was pleasantly surprised and I I will eat my words because I think at the beginning when we were covering this, I was like, can we not just give it to someone, you know, local, a bit more deserving? But to be honest, she does bring that star power and she does a really good job. The guesses that she made of people, some of them were a bit off, but she did for the most part do quite a good job. Yeah, I mean, say what you want about her, like you're saying, but she has got that hardcore celebrity status that comes from being on screen for decades. So we kind of got ushered into the studio and it was just me and Lindsay Lohan and like 20 other people in this room for like six hours with no phones and no sunlight. So it was very surreal. But when she walked in, people around me started crying. Mm. They were that excited to see her just because she has got that real celeb status. And the chemistry between her and Dave Hughes and Danny and Jackie was very good. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're watching it for. And she's really funny. She's very funny on this. Yeah. So The Masked Singer is kicking off tonight, 7.30pm on Channel 10. And we're going to see someone unmasked tonight, which I'm very excited about. So <gasps> if you're into that, tune in. <laughs> Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Welcome to the biggest night in television. It is here. You're watching Red Carpet Live. Here we go. Actually, though, here's the thing, guys. It's the Red Carpet Live, but tonight it is the Purple Carpet at the 71st Annual Emmy Awards. The 71st Emmy Awards show is on right now. We are doing a special Emmys episode tomorrow where we'll deep dive on all the winners, the upsets, and what went on at the show. But today, we thought we would break down 
what happened on the purple carpet. Yep, that's right. Stars arrived and they stopped to chat on a carpet this year that is not red, but a deep shade of purple. According to the show's producers, the colour is intended to evoke notions of royalty. Laura, were you feeling royally watching it? I definitely wasn't feeling that emotion. I love how hooked into you are on the um, on the purple carpet. I know red carpets are a bit like old hat now, but we still yeah. say red carpet because it's iconic. Of course. Anyway, moving on to what happened on the red carpet. Yes. What was your favourite interaction? Okay, so I just thought this was so funny. So actress Betty Gilpin is basically all of us in an awards show. So she is up for her supporting performance as Debbie Egan in Netflix Glow series. And when she was asked what it's like to attend an awards show as a nominee, she said, you feel like your most poodle, Versailles, porn self and also your most under the bridge troll self which I felt was very relatable. Yeah she's hilarious. Um, on a slightly different note my favourite red carpet moment was the fact that director Ava DuVernay Love brought her. the I know amazing I mean her dress was amazing but we'll talk about we're not talking about that um, actually brought the Central Park Five as her date. Oh, wow. Which was a really amazing powerful moment so if you if you don't know that story um, they're the men who were wrongfully convicted of assaulting and raping a woman in Central Park in 1989. They're their story is the basis for her Netflix miniseries, When They See Us, which is up for a huge amount of 16 awards. And just seeing these men that went through all that trauma and all that misinformation and everything, walking the red carpet and being treated like celebrities, I just thought it was a really powerful moment. And also, this is why Juliana Rancic from E! News is the ultimate red carpet professional. Now, she gets a lot of flack for being a bit ditzy or, you know, yeah. not asking the proper questions and that sort of stuff. With people not remembering, she has like two seconds with every celebrity, mm. so she can't do a deep dive. She knew every one of those men's names, every one of the Central Park Five, and she greeted each one on the red carpet. And yes, the producer you should probably set that up for her, but I still thought that was a really good look. So that little clip, I just thought, this is what a red carpet in 2019 should look like. Amazing. My next one isn't like that amazing, so I feel a little bit <laughs> No, don't worry. After. We're here for the light and the shade. Okay, perfect. I'm going to come with you right now with all of the light that you need. Jenny McCarthy, so she's from famous host, um, actress. She was hosting the Fox pre-show red carpet. Oh, sorry. Purple carpet. Um, and she awkwardly requested from famed comedic actress Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who was obviously from Seinfeld. She's now been on Veep for a number of years to do the Elaine dance from Seinfeld. And obviously she's so past that. She was flat out like, no, I'm not doing it and said, you do it. So Jenny McCarthy did it. And the review wasn't great with Julia saying, ah, yeah, it was just a little bit too much rhythm for me. Oh, that's really good TV. I can see why she asked that. Of course. Speaking of slight, now this isn't a faux pas because we don't do worst dress lists, but there are a number of actresses on the red carpet who are wearing the exact same colours and material but in slightly different cuts. So Mandy Moore, Marissa Tomei, Tara P. Henson and Zoe Kazan are all wearing, especially those first three, are all wearing really bright red and then hot pink dresses, exactly the same colour, all just cut slightly differently. So I feel like that's definitely the biggest colour trend we've seen in a red carpet in years. Yeah, that's massive. And pink and red, I always got told that they clash and not to wear them together. But anyway, I really hope that they all get a picture together because that would just be hilarious. Yeah, I don't think it's because so many people are saying like, oh, it's so embarrassing. What a faux Ugh, pas. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. You're wearing the same colours. I feel like it's fine. So then we went into the ceremony. And as we know, famously, there's no host this year because no one wants that job. <laughs> it's pretty much one of the worst jobs in television you can get. So instead, the opener was a little bit kind of lacklustre, I would say. Um, Brian Cranston, obviously, Obviously, like famously known for Breaking Bad, came out and did a very sombre monologue on the importance of television, which 
you know, he did say like television has never been this damn good, which that is so true. Yeah. But it also kind of kicked tonight off on a sombre note. But the drama happened later on, which we will get to tomorrow. <gasps> I cannot wait. Thank you for listening to The Spill today. We hope you enjoyed this on your Monday. Um, you can get in contact with us by emailing us at thespill at mamamia.com.au. Also, we have an Instagram account at Mia Entertainment where we post stories, memes, and lots of other fun entertainment stuff. So make sure you hop on and check us out. And while you're listening, remember to subscribe and leave us a review or a comment. The Spill is produced by the wonderful Hannah Bowman and we'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye.